Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey everybody, welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. I'm Christy Brower, here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey Katie. Hey. How's it going? Hello everybody. Oh, it's going. I told you yesterday that my scope said this week, my bitch scope said <laughs> that I have to get in a fight this week. Yeah. <laughs> I did. On a bright? Wow. Yeah, I had to kick a parent out of a softball game today with Yikes. out of a 12 year old game you guys that's crazy I said to the parent this is not the world series of softball this is a 12 u game and you don't get to talk to the umpires or the other team that way and he just wouldn't stop I had to remove him from the game and then he came back after the game and started more stuff and now we have banned him from our games for the rest of the season like why fool. his poor daughter yeah yeah Yikes. Well, the Scots got it right. They did. I'm going to have to give Kelly a gold star because she was right on, man. Yeah. Wow. I'm not, I don't like being a fighter, but. Sometimes it happens. Well, I'm a cancer. I defend my own. So right. he went after my daughter, the umpire, and he went after all the other little girls on the other team and had one of them crying. And we're not doing that. No, no, we can't do that. No, no people so, got to learn how to behave at kids sports. That's for sure. Yep. Yeah. So, so feeling all badass right now. There you go. You're so tough. <laughs> well, I'm yeah. feeling all comfy right now. I don't know if you've noticed yeah. my new chair. I like this is chair. my new lazy boy desk chair. It's Ooh. very fancy. It's very comfortable. Also, it's much taller than my last chair, so I don't look like yeah. I'm seven looking over the edge of my desk anymore. Because <laughs> my desk is kind of tall and I am not. Mm -hmm. This chair is so tall, actually, that I have to have a footstool under my desk for my yeah. feet because even on its lowest setting, my feet don't touch the floor. <laughs> Guys, I'm an elf. I know you didn't yeah. know that, but I am. <laughs> the, the sadness of being short. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Right. But this yeah. does. You this, guys don't know from seeing us on radio that we're actually both profoundly short. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Devastatingly so. But this desk is, this desk chair is so nice. <laughs> And it's so, it's all cushy, you know, it's, it's a lazy boy. So anyway, very mm -hmm. happy about that. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Congratulations. Well, thank Good you. job. Well, today yeah. is our MMIW case and we're calling it an MMIW case, but it's not an American or Canadian MMIW case. So I guess we'll call it that, but it's kind of a little bit different, mm -hmm. um, but I think it still applies. So. This is Warriana Wright. Warriana is from New Zealand. Well, okay. she was actually born in the Philippines, and her mother uh, is from the Philippines, and her dad is from New Zealand. Okay. So she 
was born in New Zealand, then moved to, or no, sorry, born in the Philippines, then moved to New uh-huh. Zealand and lived there. Mariana was 26 when she was killed. And, um, you know, she worked in a call center okay. in Wellington, uh, New Zealand. Okay. Um, on her desk, she had figurines from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> oh. Yeah, just she was a cutie. She had a younger sister named Maretza. And, you know, she was just kind of living the the mid-20s life. She was dating on Tinder and just she was living with her sister and, you know, just kind of trying to figure, figure her life out. Sure. Her friends said that she was always about equality and fairness. And that she had a real motherly streak about her. They all kind of noticed that they got a little bit mothered by her, you know. Mm-hmm. Of course, you can see from the picture that she was stunningly gorgeous. Just a beautiful girl. Yeah. And she just didn't, I don't know. She just hadn't quite figured out where she wanted to land in life. And just was uh-huh. working on that. So she was dating a guy she'd met on Tinder. And... Um, she was supposed to fly to Queensland, Australia, to a friend's wedding, and they had a fight before she left. So when she got to Queensland, she got on Tinder. I think, you know, her friend said that she was kind of getting back at this guy that she was dating that was being a jerk. Mm-hmm. So here she is in Australia where she doesn't really know anybody. And, you know, she's there for a wedding, but, you know, she's not like super familiar. Yeah. Well, she swipes right on Gable Tosti. And she was really attracted to him because he kind of looks like Sam Winchester from Supernatural. Oh, uh, the well, TV okay. show. Right. And it was. Got it. Of, okay. Right. Got it. And it, uh, Supernatural was one of her favorite TV shows. So a lot of her friends feel like that's probably why she went out with him is is because of that you know like that was the main reason mm-hmm. well unfortunately there were a lot of things that she didn't know about gable tosti she didn't know that in the last four years he'd slept with about 180 women oh boy uh yeah and he was keeping like a log a journal mm-hmm. of of um all of these encounters uh, also, he recorded all of his encounters with everyone on his phone. Oh, so he didn't dear. have video recording of things, but he had audio recordings of everything. He was obsessed with recording Ugh. encounters with women, and he actually recorded things everywhere he went. He was just running the the voice recorder app on his phone in his pocket all the time. He was obsessed with recording, which, Ugh. you know, I know. Weird, right? Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah. So they agree to meet at a place called Surfer's Paradise. Mm-hmm. This is on August 7th. Um, why don't I know what year? <laughs> anyway, I'll get to the year. I'm I have too many windows open. So this is on August 7th. She uses the name Cletus as her pick, as her name on her profile, which I think is really funny. Um, 
So she's going to meet this guy. He thinks her name is Cletus, or that's what he knows her as. Mm -hmm. And they meet at Surfer's Paradise, which is a bar. Mm -hmm. And there are some cameras sort of picking them up, meeting in the mall where Surfer's Paradise is. They meet there at 845. At 848, they buy a six-pack of Tui's Extra Dry. It's beer, I think. I don't know. And they go back to his apartment, which is in the Avalon Apartments on Warunga Place. So this is in Queensland. Uh And um, so there's there's an audio recording of like the entire time that they spend there, which is just crazy. So they have sex. They're just kind of talking. Um, you know, they get kind of, they get really drunk. Mm-hmm. And so they get into talking like at one point, um, Oriana says she's psycho drunk and not to test her. <laughs> so they're just kind of drunk and and then they're talking about God and you know, at one point, uh Gable says, just throw me off the balcony and that's it. This is it, boom. And he's kind of talking about you know, how he wants to die. He wants it to be fast. Mm-hmm. And then there's some kind of play fighting going on. And then by about 1.36 in the morning, there seems to be some kind of an argument going on. And she asks him, are you going to effing untie me? Because I will effing destroy your jaw. So at this point, she's tied up. Mm. And he says, I've given you too much to drink. I thought we were going to have fun. And then he tells her to calm down. Um, things kind of settle down. But, I mean, this is not good. Um, so then about 2.10, you hear him tell her to relax or he's going to kick her arse. Um, and then there's some sounds of, of a struggle. And then there's the sounds potentially of rocks being thrown in her, his apartment. And what he says is that he had some like metaphysical rocks and mm-hmm. she got mad at him and threw them at him. Ah. Um, so then at 2.15, he says, I thought you were kidding and I have taken enough. This is effing bullshit. You are lucky I haven't chucked you off my balcony. You goddamn psycho little bitch. Oh. So shortly after that, she's breathing heavily. She sounds funny. Uh And so then he proceeds to call her a psycho and um, tells her she's just going to leave right now and she can't take any of her things. And so things kind of calm down again. Then there's more sounds of struggling and heavy breathing. And you hear him say, let go of it. Let it go. Let go. Let go. He says she picked up something off the floor. He had her down on the ground at this point. Mm -hmm. He said she picked something off the floor. She was trying to hit him with it. So then shortly after that, you can hear her choking. And Mm -hmm. um, he finally says, let it go. And you hear something drop. Something metallic hits the floor. And so... um, then he kind of lets her up. So then I need to show you a picture here. 
So then they, you hear on the recording the opening of a patio door. So if you can see in this picture, this is from the inside of his apartment. This is a sliding glass door that goes out onto his patio. He's on the 14th floor of this apartment building. So this is important. Okay, so there's the picture. Okay. So they hear you, on the video, you hear a door unlock and uh, they say they believe it's the sliding glass door. Mm-hmm. You hear her say no. Then you hear the sound of someone hitting the glass. And then you hear him say, who the F do you think you are? And then you start hearing her yelling no. She yells no, 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 over and over and over again. And then he says, you tried to kill me, huh? Well, why did you try and hit me with that, huh? Shut your filthy mouth. And she's screaming, no, 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 no. Um, And he says, it's all on recording, you know. It's all being recorded. And then she's screaming, no, 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 no. Just let me go home. And he says, I would, but you've been a bad girl. And then you hear the door slamming shut. And police believe it's him going in. And locking her out on the balcony. On the patio, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you hear her, just let me go home, just let me go home. Then you hear her, just let me go home, and then you hear screaming. Oh, so my God. at about 221, the person who lives just below Tosti hears someone sh- sc- screaming, no, 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 no. Yeah. And then sees two legs dangling down below his patio to. To the next one. And before he can get out there to help her, he sees her fall. So she falls 14 stories. Um, So the person who saw her fall is a woman and she calls um, with triple zero, which apparently is like 911 here in the U.S. So this is where things get weird. Because Tosti... Once he sees that she has fallen, he doesn't go down to check on her. He calls his attorney, who does not answer. So then he calls his dad. And remember, I mean, this is all Mm -hmm. recorded, okay? Yeah. It's all recorded. And so he calls his dad and he says, I might have a bit of a situation. See, um, I met up with a girl for a date tonight and she started getting really aggressive. It was all right at first, and, like, we, you know, had sex in bed, and she kept drinking, and I kept thinking that she thought that it was, like, a joke or something, and she kept, like, beating me up and whatever. It was because she was really drunk and whatever, and I, like, forced her out on the balcony, and I think she might have jumped off. (sighs) Yeah. So, he leaves the apartment. He doesn't call the police. He doesn't stay. Mm -hmm. He doesn't go to see... If, you know, what's happened to her, he just gets the hell out of there. Mm -hmm. He walks around for a long time. At one point, he walks up to some place where you can buy pizza and gets a piece of pizza and eats it. And he just wanders around for a long time. You know, he keeps telling his dad that, you know, he keeps talking to his dad and telling him that I didn't do it. Um. I don't, he says, I don't know, like I tackled her on my floor inside the building and I never forced her over the edge. And then just talking and talking and talking. Mm-hmm. 
So then about 3.47 in the morning, Tosti's dad picks him up and takes him to his parents' house. Um, that's when he, in the recording, because this is all still being recorded on his freaking phone. He says, the, um, I might have locked her out on the balcony because there is like a lock. I can't remember what I did, but I absolutely did not throw her off my balcony. I would never do anything like that. The last thing I remember is she was just like hitting me for some reason. Yeah, maybe because he was choking her. Just saying. Uh, He says, I do have photos of her and me. I don't have any proof of her being aggressive, though. Um, So they talk for a long time. So his only concern is his culpability here. Yeah, he has no concern whatsoever Mm -hmm. um, about her, right? Doesn't care at all. So finally in the morning, they find Tosti at his parents' house. And, you know, they're like, hey, uh, did somebody fall off your balcony last night? You know, like, do you care? Of course, he immediately lawyers up. Um. So they do an autopsy of Oriana and um, so, I mean, basically what they know is that she fell 14 stories and died. I mean, they can't really, they don't really have anything else other than that. Mm-hmm. Um, so he is charged with murder and taken into custody. So he stands trial for her mm-hmm. murder. And he is acquitted for her murder. He is acquitted based on the fact that they cannot prove that he was actually out on the balcony with her and that he forced her. They tried to use a law that basically is a a law that came about because of domestic violence, that Uh you can force someone, you know, to do something because they're so afraid. Like, there was a case with a woman who... Um, her ex or whoever he was, was like kicking in the door of the bathroom while she was in the shower, telling her he was coming in to kill her. And Mm -hmm. she basically um, jumped out the window of her building and died. And they charged him because he scared her so badly that she did that. So that's what they were trying to get Tosti on. But they did not get Tosti. He is free. Mm -hmm. He is out there Mm -hmm. creeping around on lots of women and recording them pretty sure i'm sure so i would like to take a little break and when we get back i would like you to tell us what you think happened and what was going through her mind when this all occurred and kind of give us some insight because you know i mean i don't think it's really unclear about who killed her no. But I, I'm curious about why she went over the balcony. So yeah. we're going to take a break. And then when we come back, let's hear what you have to say. Okay. Life is complicated. The last year has been so hard on sensitive people. So many uncertainties and so much heavy energy to wade through. People are working on jobs and relationships, energy work, self-development, and health. So why call me? Because my clients are my family. When you invite me onto your team, I will do all that I can to help you shift from a place of surviving to a place of thriving. 
I can help you shift from uncertainty, stress, fear, lack into a place of joy, peace, clarity, and abundance. Give me a call. Katie Weaver, Professional Psychic Advisor over at 12listen.com. All right, and we are back from our break. We are talking about the murder or death or I don't know what of Wariana Wright. Uh, she died um, while in the presence of Gable Tosti. This happened in uh, Queensland, um, Australia, and it—it's a very—it's a very puzzling case. And so, yeah. Katie, I wanted you to take a look at this. We know that um, Gable Tosti has been acquitted. Mm-hmm. Of her murder. Yeah. But, and this was in 2017, by the way, just okay. in case somebody was wondering. And we just have lots of questions about why did she go over the balcony? What happened? And this was in 2014. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. My gosh, I cannot remember the date. It was 8th of August, 2014. 14. <laughs> Say okay. it again. Um. So anyway, what do you think? What really went on there? So... First off, I feel like he continued all night to encourage her to drink more and encourage her to drink more. I feel like he has some sex addiction stuff and some fetishes, and he was trying to play out some stuff with her that wasn't really going his way because she was not submissive to him. And, you know, so there had, I I feel like a lot of the aggressive stuff was that he just kept trying to get her to do the things he wanted her to do and she wasn't and I do think she was aggressive with him I feel like she did you know do some aggressive things to him I she was much more inebriated than she ever gets I wonder too what else was in her toxicology it makes me wonder if there was more in her system than just alcohol she was really not that was reported not that anyway. Was reported. I wondered about that as well, but she mm-hmm. was at point one eight or something like that, which is mm-hmm. twice the legal limit in Australia. Yeah. So she, her blood alcohol was really high, really high. Yeah, she was really not herself. I mean, she was. This is much more inebriated or under whatever influence than she normally gets. Um, but she got scared after he had her on the floor. I think he did choke her. Mm-hmm. And after that happened, I feel like she was scared. I think she did do something to him. She did try to leave over and over again. And, you know, he was doing things like keeping her stuff, wouldn't let her just go because he still wanted her to do what he had her there to do. He had her phone and he left the apartment with her phone. And that was the main thing she was trying to get back was her phone so that she could her leave phone. Right. I mean, she never wanted to see this fool again. She wanted her stuff back so she could leave. Right. Um, I do feel like he forced her out onto the patio. And basically, she had no idea how long she was going to be out there. Mm -hmm. But I feel like she was a little afraid then, too. I feel like she was, again, not thinking clearly. You know, we have to bear that in mind. Super not thinking clearly. Unfortunately, I feel like she was trying. She had some idea in her head that she could climb down to the next balcony. Mm-hmm. I think that when the neighbor saw those feet dangling, that wasn't her throwing herself off or trying to climb off. That was her trying to lower herself down 
you know, and again, not thinking clearly drunk AF and, you know, Mm -hmm. thinking she would just swing herself into the next path balcony and ask that neighbor if they would let her out so that she could go get help so that she could get her phone back and go home. Mm -hmm. And that's what her plan was. It wasn't well thought out. Obviously she was way too drunk to be out there and, you know, be in that situation. But I feel like that's what she was trying to do. This was in no way a suicide or anything like that. It was an accident on her part. Is there negligence on his part? Well, hell yes. Hell yes, there is. Very disappointing that he was acquitted for that. And just his, all of his behavior just reeks of just privilege and, you know, doing what you want and it sucks. But I, I do feel like that's what was happening. She thought she could like lower herself down and swing her legs in. You know, kind of like you'd see on a TV show and right. only she was not, not quite as life as uh, she was hoping she'd be because she isn't, you know, and she right. was drunk and thought, thought she was larger than life and could do something she clearly could not do. Yeah. And just lost her grip and fell. It's so sad. It's so sad. But the I think that really bothers me, though, is I feel like he saw her climb over. Mm-hmm. I feel like he knew that happened. He saw it happen. Oh, yeah. And rather than try to help her, he just let her fall. Oh, yeah. he's He watched her. I mean, you can see yeah. from the pictures that even with the door closed and locked, he watched the whole thing. He watched the whole and thing. And he clearly knew she fell because then he was out of there. Mm-hmm. He you isn't know. even the person that called the authorities. He didn't call for help. The lady that was below him did. No, he watched it happen. He could have run out there, you know. He could have run out there and tried to stop it or get a hold of her and save her, but he chose not to. Yeah, he just didn't. Yep. Yeah, that's really sad. It's really sad. He was really used to submissive women, Mm -hmm. you know, picking these women up, bringing them to his apartment. Uh, They uh, were allowing him to bind them, you know, Mm -hmm. and do things to them and with them that they probably wouldn't do otherwise. And he just didn't find that in this yeah. girl. She wasn't going to play that way. Yeah. And he didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. She was a little more spunky. Yeah. Yeah. It's Very really sad. sad because, yeah, I mean, his negligence. Yeah. Resulted I mean, he, in her He death. certainly had a responsibility here. Um, You know, a lot of people have talked about since this happened that the police charged him with the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. That he shouldn't have been charged with with manslaughter. That he should have been charged with negligence. Yeah. That one of the reasons that he was com- acquitted is that he was charged with, I think, involuntary manslaughter or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that if they had charged him with negligence instead, because he literally watched it happen, you know, and yeah. didn't try to stop it and didn't try to get her any help at nothing. Yeah. That he probably would have been uh you know convicted that that he they the way that this was handled really tied the hands yeah of the court system because he basically you know he would have had to physically been involved in the death and he would just watched yeah. it and so that was more negligence than it was manslaughter so that's one thing that's been said is that he just they charged him incorrectly unfortunately yeah. mm-hmm. But, you know, my worry is that who's next for him? That's exactly right. Who's next? What bullshit is he pulling now? Because he got away with this. 
He did. I also just feel like he's gotten away with everything, you know, oh, yeah. throughout his life that his par- parents have bailed him out many times from stupid situations. And yeah, yeah really, really a sad deal. It is. It's, it's terrible, but you know, I, I don't know. I, I, it's just really sad that she kind of, that she felt like that was her only option to try, you know, to try to get away. Yeah. Yep. Well, she thought she could. Yeah. Yeah. She thought she could. Right. In that moment, she was like, Oh, I, you know, and I can understand that, you know, drunk or not. Mm-hmm. I've done some dumb stuff that my body's like, dude, you're 45. What the hell are you doing? You know, right. She, she was, was only 26. 20, but... She was in great shape. Yeah. I mean, she just had this idea that I'll just lower myself down and I'll just swing my legs in. I'll jump in to this yeah. next patio and I'll just knock on the door and they'll let me that. That was her idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think at that point it felt like the only option. I mean, she she was locked out on this balcony at mm-hmm. two o'clock in the morning with this freak on the other side of the door. Right. And what else was know. she going to do? Yeah. Right. She had no idea if or when he was going to let her in and also wanted her phone back and her stuff yeah. back and wanted to leave. So that was what her thought was. She would just get out that way and get the police involved to get her stuff back and get the hell out of there. Yeah. 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 Well, unfortunate that it didn't work out that way. No. Well, this well, was a your suggested case, so we want to say thank you for that. And if you want to suggest a case to us, please go to truecrimeparanormalpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. And down at the bottom, there is a little form you can fill out. Send us a case. Send us two or three cases. You know, we try yeah. to cover as many of them as we can, and we really appreciate them. We, we like unsolved cases. Or uh-huh. solved cases that are a little hinky like this one is. So, yeah. you know, if you know of something, send it our way. And we love cases yeah. outside the U.S. too. I was, it was nice to do one, you know, that, that wasn't within the U.S. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Yep. Well, Alrighty. Well, much love to her family. That's Yes, really much love to her family. We are True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. You guys know it. Mm-hmm. Today is Wednesday, which means yeah. that tonight at 7 p.m. Pacific Mountain, I want to say, I know why, but I got to quit that. 7 p.m. Mountain, we will be doing our live stream case update on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. So join us for that. We do that every Wednesday. So even if you're not listening to this on a Wednesday, mm-hmm. that still happens every Wednesday. Yeah. So and we've got, got a lot some, of case updates this week. We do. Stuff. A bunch of stuff happening in cases that we're covering. So we're excited about that. Thursday night at 7 p.m. Mountain will be the Psychic Hour. And we'll be doing our live stream on YouTube as well. We do readings and talk about metaphysical and psychic stuff. And then we'll probably get a couple of pop-ups up this weekend. So we have lots more great content coming. And if you haven't seen it, we have a couple of great cases we already presented this week. So as always... You know, check it all out. Like, share, subscribe, do all that stuff to help us grow. And we really appreciate all of you being present with us and participating. So have a great night. Take care, guys.
If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can always like and subscribe there as well. We also love comments and reviews. True Crime Paranormal is hosted by Katie Weaver and Christy Brower and produced by Christy Brower. True Crime Paranormal is a short girl productions podcast.